When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Just, just a small patch in my yard this morning. I think it's gone by now. It's got to be feeling like spring. Spring means playoff hockey. Oilers can clinch tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show. Game at 7. Furtis Family Oilers hockey. They'll be taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. In the second period, Philly leads Montreal 4-2. Van Riemsdyk has scored in that game. He's up to 22 on the season. Also in the second period, Panthers leading the Wings 4-2. Sabres up 3-0 on the Devils. Penguins leading the Bruins 2-0. Jets leading the Hurricanes 2-0. Rangers 3, Islanders 1. That's a little earlier in the second period. As I mentioned earlier, Andrew Kopp, a natural hat trick for the Rangers in the first period, up to 21 on the season. Brock Nelson has his 35th for the Islanders. Late in the first, no score, Canucks and Wild. And about midway through the first, no score, Maple Leafs and Lightning. Again, if the Canucks lose in regulation time, they cannot pass the Oilers in the standings. I mean, very unlikely they would anyway. But I always talk about this with Rob Brown. He is generally not a huge standings watcher, whereas I am. And he's been fairly... uh, yeah, like he's not as concerned about okay, when do they clinch? But I'm always like, it has to. There has to be an official moment. I, I, I think you have to acknowledge that moment, even if a team is way ahead, like Colorado, they've clinched already. If it's still with a month left in the season, I still think it's significant. Okay, they have clinched. They cannot be knocked out. Even the worst case scenario, the point zero 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 one percent chance can no longer happen. So I always talk about the clinch or getting teams out of the way. So I do think that would be significant if uh, the Canucks did lose in regulation time, and that would just be taken care of, another team that cannot pass Edmonton. Anyway, uh, later on tonight, the Stars and the Flames. The Oil Kings start in half an hour. Rogers place against the Oil Kings, or against Lethbridge, pardon me, Oil Kings against Lethbridge. Game one of that best of seven. Oil Kings, second best record in the Eastern Conference. Lethbridge, the number seven seed, We'll, uh, of course, keep you updated on that game, and Cam Moon will break down the first period before we sign off tonight at 8. The Blue Jays beat Boston 3-2 to uh, up their record to 8-5. and five. That game was played this afternoon. Okay, he joins us every couple of weeks on Inside Sports, courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. It is Craig McTavish. Craig, how are you doing? Doing great, Reed. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Man, oh man, it's it's a fun time, fun show tonight. Uh, Kelly Rudy's going to hop on a little bit later on. Mooner's going to give me an update from the Oil Kings game. 
And later on tonight, Gene Principe is going to be on the show. Now, I know you might be thinking, Craig, well, Reed, you see Gene every day. How hard is it to ask him to come on the show? But hold on. Gene Principe, Craig, has participated in a rap song called Ghosts of Our Past. Yes, Gene Principe is expanding into rap. Well, it, it comes as no surprise to me that this just further highlights the incredible versatility of uh, our Gene Principe. And uh, he's not afraid to lay himself out there for a public uh, dissection, and I'm sure this will be part of it. <laughs> I love how you put that, lay himself out there for public dissection. Well, well, he's dressed as a hot dog and whatever else he's dressed as, a leprechaun on all his intros on sports. Like, did you, would you ever see that from the bench when you were coaching or when you were the GM up top or a manager? Would you see Gene doing his intro by the rink and you're like, what is he? what props does he have today? <laughs> Occasionally I would see it, but... Uh... You know, it just—he's just an incredible local treasure for us to have, and he's such a pleasure to work with, and such a gentleman, and always has been. Uh, and it's all for the show. He—he—he's he, not afraid to uh, absolutely, in my eyes, humiliate himself, and that—that's uh, that, good theater for us, us uh, fans of the Oilers and Gene Principe. Well said. Yeah, it's a good theater for sure. So he's coming up uh, with the producer of the song uh, between 7.30 and 8 tonight. So I look forward to that. Hey, uh, man, oh man the, the team's rolling, Craig. I, I mean, Mike Smith keeps saying you got to make sure you're in fine form for the playoffs. I, I know there's still five games to play. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Like, uh, they look great. I mean, I, I'm not I, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I got to give credit where credit is due here. They're taking care of business. They're bouncing back from uh, tough games. There's not a lot to pick apart lately. No, the only scary part is uh, just how well they're playing. And it's, uh, it's, it's great to see. I mean, the energy in the city surrounding the team is fantastic. The drama in the building, they, I think, I don't think they've lost a game, have they? In their last, maybe one in overtime yep. in their last eleven or twelve. Yep. And uh, you know, just a fantastic vibe all over the Oilers right now. And uh, these can be challenging times for the coach to keep the focus and keep the, the pedal to the metal. Uh, keep you know focusing in on further and further emphasis on details in the game. And uh, Jay, as I've said before on the show, Jay is relentless, and uh, he's he's re really done an incredible job with the team. And uh, he knows that he can't let his foot off the gas. There's, I mean, there's a balance there for, from a coaching perspective. You you have to give them a little bit of room to breathe and relax and enjoy themselves. But I think he'll walk that balance very well. Okay, well, I think you started answering the next question I was going to ask you when you used the word relentless, because you have used that before. Uh, how does a coach walk the, the line between being relentless and being annoying? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, and there is a balance there, and it's like everything else, there's a fine balance. But, uh, you know, Jay's surrounded himself with a bunch of people that can participate in those decisions. Dave Manson would have fantastic perspective, uh, at, 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 as would Brian and Gully. Uh, you know, at times like these, 
the assistant coaches and your coaching staff are the guys that, you know, can really, really help you with the perspective of how much you're bringing to the team. Because as a coach, when you watch video, you, it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing at times that when you see it, you feel compelled to present it to the team because it's information and, but there's a balance. There's just, you can't, you can't uh, suck the life out of the team by over presenting video, especially this time of year. Yeah, you know, Craig, I, I often talk about watching video with, with players and coaches or ex players and coaches on this show, because I know from talking to football players, it almost became an obsession um, you know, I've talked to, uh, Jed Roberts, uh, who was it? He went over to, if I can't remember if it was, uh, one of the linebackers he played with and like the guy had stacks of VHS tape. So he would practice all day and then sit at home all night and watch tape of himself and of other teams. I, I feel like in hockey though, maybe they got to be a little more selective. Like it's, it's part of the culture, but maybe, you're not going to show hours of film like you might be watching for a football team, for example. No, for sure not. It's too spontaneous a sport. Football is the contrived motion. Every every play, players line up and repeat the same situation over and over. It's there are different plays, obviously, and I think it's more critical in football. And I know the coaches in football rely more heavily on. Uh, on video than than the coaches in hockey certainly present more to the players as they segregate, you know, the, the teams and defensive line and offensive line and running backs and receivers and quarterbacks probably see the most of it. But uh, video is really, uh, really important and, and how you plan your video and the efficiencies you have with your video are uh, because attention span, especially in big groups, when you have 25 hockey players in a room, I mean, the attention span is, uh, you know, is, is, is very short. So you've got to get to the meat of what you want and what's the most important thing on your list as a coach. And uh, you, you've got to present that fairly quickly. Would you ever hope or maybe even request that a, a member of the leadership group on the team would jump in, make a point, participate in the, in the teaching, so to speak, because that might resonate a little stronger than a coach delivering a message over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the coach, I, I've thought of that and actually tried it before. Uh, but they never see it or explain it the way you see it or explain it. So that's, <laughs> That's a problem. When you're watching a video, there, you've got, I mean, you, there's just on your team, there's, uh, you know, at least six different perspectives. And uh, so it, it takes time to hone down exactly what, uh, what you're, the, the point that you're trying to get across. Because if there, one player's out there, he's going to watch him. And, you know, everybody's seeing something else out there. They're not all seeing what you're seeing. And, uh, you know, it's really my experience that you're better to shorten the, the, the amount of clips and then focus on a shorter number of clips to be sure to get your point across. 
Well, you make a good point. I, I, I guess it's obvious, but I'm glad you brought it up. Everybody's going to watch himself first, just human nature. If a, if a video of a yeah. play comes up, everybody's going to look at what he did first on the play. Craig it's Travis. way more interesting for the team to watch themselves than right. it is to watch. But, you know, video is, now that we're down that path, it's it's it can be dangerous, you know. It, you're pointing out mistakes and... You know, there are times as a coach that you want to depersonalize the video and the, the mistake. So, you know, you know who it is, but you're, I'm not sure who this is, but you know. And uh, But the positioning is off slightly. And I remember playing for John Muckler. He'd move you over six inches on the ice during drills. So, but it, it's, uh, and then there are other times where you, you want to personalize video when uh, there are repetitive mistakes that uh, you know it's time to put a little or amp a little bit more pressure up on the on the team he'd move you six inches eh wow yeah he he should have been a football coach (laughs) he'd come down you'd be stopped in the d zone and he'd just move you over six inches and uh, you know that level of detail was what made him so great Craig McTavish joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, Mike Smith playing great, puck handling. We all know he shines. Took two shots at the empty net last night. Didn't quite get it down. Uh, man, the roof would have come off if he would have actually scored. Now, it was a two-goal lead, and I asked him about it today, and he goes, we're in the last minute of the game, you know, two-goal lead. Um, would you ever have a problem with a goalie shooting at an empty net? Not with a two-goal lead. I, I was, uh, especially when you shoot the puck as well as Mike Smith. Now, you, you think back at the pass that he laid up to Connor. Uh, what game? Refresh my memory on at that At San game. Jose. At San Jose. At San Jose. I mean, that thing was just like a curling stone. He just had to put it well ahead and lead him. I mean, that guy's got an unbelievable touch on the puck. Imagine the career he could have had as a defenseman. <laughs> well, yeah, we talk. Brownie often brings that up that he probably handles the puck better than than several defensemen in the National Hockey League, which is pretty cool. Hey, yeah, I, 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 I want to ask you about one more name. Uh, you would have over overlapped with him. Uh, you wouldn't have been part of the Edmonton Islanders uh, Islanders series against him, but we lost Mike Bossy a few days ago, who uh, seemingly could score at will. Uh, and really without injuries, who knows what he would have got to. Uh, do you have any memories of Bossy? Oh, of course, yeah. It uh, When I first started with the Bruins in 1979-80, that was the first year the Islanders won their first Stanley Cup. And uh, I played for the Bruins that year in the playoffs, and the Bruins finished ahead of the Islanders. The Bruins had a really good hockey team. You know, there were expectations the Bruins would win the Cup or certainly uh, compete for the cup. And we ran up against the Islanders and uh, lost the first two games in Boston and lost the third game in New York, won the fourth, but they, they were just, you know, obviously a team on the rise at that point where they won, you know, four consecutive Stanley cups, but bossy was an amazing player. And, uh, you know, and, and a courageous guy in his own right. I talked uh, before about him in 1979 coming out and saying that he wasn't ever going to get involved in a fight again. And, uh, you know, that statement in itself was more courageous than getting involved in any fights because back in those days, it was certainly a more Neanderthal way of thinking 
throughout the league and to come out uh, with that type of statement about violence and about fighting in particular was, uh, was, was really courageous on his part. So it's, it's, it's sad that, uh, very sad that, uh, he, uh, he passed away at such a young age. Yeah. Well said. That's a great memory. Craig, thank you for doing this. Always appreciate your insight. And here's something really exciting. When we talk again in two weeks, we are going to be in the middle of a playoff series. It's going to be fun, man. Oh, I can't wait. The city is, uh, you know, really uh, wild with anticipation. The Oilers are playing great. And let's just make sure that Jay and that coaching staff keeps, keeps the nose to the grindstone. Right on, Craig. I'm sure they will always enjoy your perspective on coaching. Craig McTavish joins us every two weeks here on Inside Sports, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. He'll always take us behind the scenes a little bit, uh, seize the game in a very uh, intelligent way, and he's good at explaining it too. That's why we love having Mac T on Inside Sports. We're going to call a quick timeout. We still have Kelly Rudy coming up, and Derek Ryan will break down last night's goal. I think Cass got in on the forecheck. He was physical. Um, their D tried to get behind the net. I was able to bump the puck off of him. I centered it into the middle. I thought he was open, but I think he might have had some contention there. Um, and then it went out to Tice. Tice got a shot on, uh, kind of bounced around. And then, yeah, I'm not sure what happened with Clouder's shot there, if he just fanned on it or if it got hit a stick or whatnot. But, yeah, hit the crossbar, I'm pretty sure. And then obviously just had a tight angle shot, tried to get it on net and put it in. Yeah, I saw that he wasn't there right away, so I wasn't worried about you know necessarily getting it up as high as I needed to. I just wanted to get it on net as fast as possible with him being out of position. And uh, obviously tight angle, yeah, so just trying to get it between the, the pipes there. Derek Ryan scoring off that funny crossbar shot by Ryan McLeod. Had gone 20 games without a goal. Ryan made it 2-0 for the Oilers in the 5-2 win over Dallas last night. Back at it tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. I can also tell you a quick note here about the Edmonton Elks. And I know we're looking ahead a little bit, but uh, there is a change to the schedule. So if you got it printed up or in your calendar, the uh, Elks had been scheduled to host Saskatchewan. I didn't even realize they had a team uh, at 5 p.m. on Sunday, August 14th. The game has moved ahead by a day, and it's going to be a late start. So Saskatchewan at Edmonton, now Saturday, August 13th at 8 p.m. Mountain. So it goes from August 14th to the 13th, and it'll start at 8 p.m. So get out your day timers and write that down. Get the full schedule at goelks.com. All right. We got Kelly Rudy coming up. We already checked in with Craig McTavish. Uh, of course, he's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. We're going to visit with Cam Moon as well. He's at Rogers Place for the Oil Kings game. And yes, Gene Principe is rapping. 
He is performing in a rap song. You can hear the whole thing. I believe it comes out on Sunday. We got a preview, and we have uh, the story behind the song from Gene and the uh, producer of the song. That's all coming up in the next hour of Inside Sports. Stick around, everyone. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.